A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. This is Atlanta's exclusive home for Atlanta Braves baseball, bringing you the latest on the Braves all year. Now the fan presents the Braves Clubhouse Report. I fly ball, deep left center. That one's arcing toward the stands. It's gone. Presented by Arrow Exterminators. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Smashed high in the air, deep right field, out to the chop house, and it's gone. This is the home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Now, the Braves Clubhouse Report. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Another edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report. We do it all year, Wednesdays, 2 to 2.30, on your home of the Braves, the Fan 680 at 93.7 FM. Kevin McAlpin here with you till the bottom of the hour, talking all things Braves as they get ready to turn things south. Spring training opening a week from today in Northport. It'll be year number five already for the Braves at Cool Today Park and their new home on the Gulf Coast of Florida. And they will have some intriguing names heading to camp with them. We'll talk about some of those folks coming up here in just a few moments as the non-roster invitees list came out just a couple of days ago. We'll get to that. Plus, we'll visit with our buddy Mark Bowman, who will join us in our second segment. That plus some conversations with Brian Snitker as uh, Chris Domino had a chance to sit down with the Brave skipper at Braves Fest. We'll bring you those cuts coming up here in just a few moments. But as I mentioned, pitchers and catchers, less than a week to go. They will be on the field uh, a little little less than a week from now. They're in Northport, Florida. Full squad will report a few days later. And then the final Saturday of the month, matter of fact, we are like less than three weeks away, two and a half weeks away, if you will, uh, from the start of spring training. Grapefruit League play opens on the 24th of February, and they'll play about 30, 32 games down there in Florida before they head to Philadelphia to open up the regular season at the end of March. Philly and the White Sox. The first six games on the road for the six-time defending NL East champion Braves. As I mentioned, they will have some interesting names when they get down to Florida next week, including a couple of guys looking to crack the roster, uh, like a David Fletcher, 29-year-old infielder. Uh, he was acquired this offseason from the Angels back in December, spent most of last season at AAA in the Anaheim system, appeared in 33 games in the big leagues last year, hit 247, and he's a lifetime 277 hitter in six big leagues season so could he potentially be a piece that you uh, put on your bench a backup middle infielder remember gone is Vaughn Grissom gone now also is Braden Shoemake Braves need to find some help there and some reinforcements they also brought in Luis Guillorme former Met this offseason one pitcher we'll all be keeping a close eye on is Hurston Waldrop the 21 year old righty first round pick of the Braves 24th overall last season out of the University of Florida this guy 
guy absolutely flew through the minor league system last year. Four different stops along the way. Made eight appearances, struck out 41 batters in 29 and a third innings, and allowed just one home run in those 29 and a third innings. Hurston Waldrop was a guy late last year. There was some talk, some chatter. Could he be brought up as a potential starter down the stretch? The Braves did not go in that direction. He did make one appearance at AAA Gwinnett. Keep an eye on Hurston Waldrop. Don't expect him to break with the big league club, but you could certainly see him at some point later on in 2024. Uh, speaking of pitchers, Ken Giles. Braves acquired him recently, the 33-year-old former closer. Remember, he was the, the guy that debuted with Philly back in 2014, became the Phillies' closer. He was known as 100 Miles Giles for a little while. Fastball that could touch triple digits. Now, this guy's made only nine major league appearances since the start of 2019, including five as a member of the Seattle Mariners a year ago. Could Ken Giles find his way onto the roster? And the Braves still need to figure out a backup infiel- or outfielder, I should say. Kevin Pillar signing a minor league deal with the Chicago White Sox, so any hope of a reunion there is put on hold. Uh, Jordan Luplo, though, could be that guy. He's an outfielder. He can play uh, some first base for you in a pinch. 30-year-old, uh, made 32 appearances with the Twins a year ago. He's been in, in the big leagues for seven seasons. Again, could fill that role previously held by Kevin Pillar. So again, we will see how it all shakes out. Braves and uh, will be down in Northport for about six and a half weeks before they turn that thing north to open up the regular season in Philadelphia. All right, we did mention that uh, recently Chris Domino had a chance to sit down uh, with the skipper, Brian Snicker, and a number of great uh, topics were brought up, including some of the new faces the Braves have brought in this offseason. And here was Snit talking about the acquisition of his newest left fielder, Jared Kelnick. I, I'm really excited about getting this kid into camp. And because, and you know, and I told Alex when we, and I told him yesterday, first time I met him, I said, you know, it's kind of special because I said, Alex didn't do business in the winter meetings. And I got to, you know, I got to uh, Nashville and all of a sudden you're on the board. You know, he made a deal. And, um, and it, you know, everybody I, I ran into in Nashville, they couldn't talk, stop telling me about how, you know, the tools and, and what the kid is. And, and, um, and he's young. He's a young tool player. I told him, I'll take those guys every day of the week. And I think the situation that we're going to put him in in our clubhouse with a lot of young, established major leagues is going to be really good for this kid. We don't need him to carry us. We don't need him to do anything more than what he can do and, and who he is. And I think it's going to be a great situation for him to come in. No doubt about it. And as Snip mentioned, there's enough other guys in this lineup. There's not going to be a whole lot of pressure on a guy like Jared Keldick. Probably going to hit towards the bottom third of your lineup. And what have we heard from Michael Harris? He loves hitting at the bottom of the order, knowing a guy like Ronald has his protection behind him. So we'll see where he slots in the lineup. And don't read a whole lot into it when they release that first lineup for the game on February 24th. That's not what you're going to see uh, come opening day. So let's just get that out of the way here really quick. A couple of more from Snit because, as we mentioned, new faces not only in the lineup but in the bullpen as well. And Snit went on to rave about the job Alex has done really establishing some big-time horses in that pen. So I think we've done a really good job of adding velocity, which is, as we see in playoffs, is that plays. And, um, you know, because the runs are hard to come by. So, try you know, hopefully you can keep the other guys from scoring to give yourself a chance to get something going. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I said I think our bullpen was really, really good last year. I think we're, you know, today we're better today than we were when we left. Yeah, no question about it. And as Snip pointed to there, he alludes to the velocity. It's really been the Braves' downfall in the postseason, running into so many guys that can throw 100 mile an hour plus. That has hurt the Braves in the postseason. Hopefully they can have their fortunes change here in 2024. Snit now 68 years old. He's been at pro ball for over 45 years. And Domino joked, uh, you know, does this group, 
group to help keep you young. And Snit said, absolutely. Having a team like this with their energy, it certainly helps going to the ballpark. Makes it a little bit easier every single day. You know, being around these guys, I said it's better than retiring because it's, it's like being around these guys, being outside, staying active. Um, it's just it's fun to you know what when you're around young people that there's there's no harm that's going to come from that and we got a great group of guys to be around and they're a lot of fun and I'm still learning from them yeah you know, every day is a new day in this game and you ne- you know I always tell them you're never guaranteed tomorrow that's why you go the you know what you get after today like there's no other and that's what exactly what this group has done you see it with putting in early work extra batting practice early extra ground balls uh, whatever it might be this group goes to work day in and day out and like Snit says helps keep them young better than retiring and remember keep in mind the all-star game in 2025 right here in Atlanta so if the Braves should find a way into the World Series this year that means Snit would get to manage the National League's squad in his home ballpark what a thrill that would be for the uh, obviously guy who's getting close to five decades now with the atlanta braves organization all right one more from snit as we talked about this a couple of years ago you know year one with a new organization can be a lot we saw it from matt olson whose numbers just went off the charts this year and snit says he's excited for year two with sean murphy and he feels really good about how strong they are once again behind the plate you know, it's going to be good for Murph coming in now. Um, I met up with him. I know when we were in, because he lives in Nashville. When we were at the, the winter meetings, we had lunch. And, I, you know, he's excited about, I think, just coming in here now as a, you know, he's in, you know, in our league, our division, the whole thing, facing pitching, um, just, you know, being around our pitchers and then them knowing him as much as him knowing them, you know. So we're, we're very strong again this year as we have been with that the catching tandems that we have with the experienced guys that we've had has been awesome. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's been really lucky when you think about the catchers he's had uh, in his uh, stable there over the years. And of course, another year with Sean Murphy and with Travis Dard. No, last season, uh, no slouch for Murph in his first campaign here with the Braves. An all-star for the very first time in his age 28 season. 108 games for Murph. 21 bombs, 68 ribs. He hit 251. He had an 844 OPS. But I think the job that he did behind the plate working with so many different pitchers, 16 different starters the Braves used a year ago. Thought you uh, you can't say enough good things about the job Murph did. And if if Matt Olson is any indication for what we could see from Sean Murphy this year, it's really, really exciting to see what year two looks like of Murph behind the dish for the Braves. Well, one guy we're always excited to talk to is our buddy Mark Bowman. We'll uh, talk all things spring training. We'll talk about some of these non-roster names and who he's keeping a close eye on. Bowman's joining us on the other side as we continue with you on the Braves Clubhouse Report on your home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The Braves Clubhouse Report on 680 The Fan. The fans' teams of truest reporters are live all month from Atlanta Braves Spring Training as we gear up for a huge 2024 season. We're bringing the latest interviews with Braves coaches and players and all the news from camp, courtesy of the fans' team of truest reporters, only from the home of the Braves, the fan, and the fan app. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. 
Now, here's more Braves talk from inside the clubhouse. This is the Atlanta Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators, on the home of the Braves, the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We continue with you on the final off-season edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report. That's right, pitchers and catchers set to report to Northport, Florida next week. And, of course, we'll have you covered with all the interviews, all the news, and the play-by-play as well. Don't forget Ben Ingram warming up the pipes. He'll be down there bringing you all the play-by-play action. You'll hear Joe Simpson. You'll hear a number of other uh, folks in the booth as well. Looking forward to all that coverage. And one guy who I know is getting ready to pack his bags is our buddy Mark Bowman, who joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Of course, you follow Bo on social media at MLB Bowman. You can read him on Braves.com. And Bo, I guess the first question I have for you is, are, are the bags packed? Are you ready to turn this thing south or what? Come on, you know me. That'll be <laughs> Saturday night, midnight. Yeah, what do you think O'Brien will pack? O'Brien will pack at like 3 a.m. the night before he leaves. Yeah, probably, How many times you heard about that? Oh, oh, if I, you know, there was a couple of road trips where I almost forgot it was getaway day. So I wonder how often that's happened with some of you guys where, you you know, you get into the season, you almost forget, like, am I, am I, do I have to pack the bags today? Am I staying tonight? Like, where, where am I going next? It, it does become rather cumbersome, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is something you're always looking forward to this date. I know it's, you know, it's just kind of getting down there and, and seeing everyone again, uh, just getting that season started. And, uh, you know, I, I love this, you know, the Braves' new facility and where it's located. It was – Disney was great for you and the kids. But if you don't have kids, you don't really want to be around everyone else's kids. And that's basically what we were prisoner to there at Disney. So, um, that and I four. So, get rid of those two things. I, I love I, – I recommend highly recommend anybody who's looking forward to going down to spring training, you know, Get down there to the Braves' new place. It's a quiet, quiet area. Beach towns around you. Uh, great food, uh, and then the facility is 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 wonderful as well. So, uh, definitely looking de- forward to getting down there and getting started next week. My kids aren't the ones you were saying you wanted to avoid, right? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, not at all. Never. Not Max. Okay. All right. Just making no, sure. I, I just want to make sure it's, it's you know holding something I'm back fine from with you. Max. Okay. You know, Max was. Max was taught at an early age, you know, how to properly be irreverent around everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look, he had you as a babysitter a few times, so there's still some bad. Yeah, exactly. There's some bad habits we're we're still trying to kick here all these years (laughs) later. But going back, Bo, going back to your point about that, though, doesn't it feel like, I don't, again, I'm not saying that the old place didn't feel like spring training, but doesn't Northport and all the development around there, and you mentioned the beaches and the restaurants, doesn't it just feel like that's how spring training's supposed to feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, look, Disney was great for its time, but, you know, it was a, it got to the point where the, the Disney didn't need Braves and the Braves didn't need Disney, and we were stuck in the middle of a an amusement park. And it, it, yeah, this, this is this is much more just away from everything. All of a sudden, you're driving along, and you know you have no clue that a you know not only one uh, team trains here in this area, but the Rays are basically just across town. You know, twenty minute drive or whatever. Um, they're in Port Charlotte, so uh, you know you're just driving down. 75 there and you would never know that if you get off an exit 10 minutes from there you're you're you are uh in this sleepy town where uh big league 
Teams now train, a couple of them now. Yeah, it's it's been a great transition, no doubt about it. And I know that that area is just exploding. When you get down there, I know we uh, I read the, the article the other day about some of the non-roster invitees, and there's some intriguing names on that list, Bo. want to pick your brain on a couple of those guys. First and foremost, a guy like Ken Giles, who burst onto the scene back in 2014. I know it's a minor league deal. I know it's a non-roster guy. But doesn't this feel like one of those Alex Anthopoulos sneaky little, hey, high upside, and if this guy can get back to form let's be honest you have nothing to lose on a minor league deal doesn't this feel like one of those sneaky moves we could talk about down the road and say hey man can you believe they got this guy on a on a on a minor league contract yeah yeah i mean certainly they saw something uh you know during that workout that he that he did with a bunch of other clubs there a couple weeks ago um you know something more than just 94 96 they saw some life on the ball some some movements spin rates whatever that kind of stuff it's you know, hey, there there might be something left here. It's it's, it's a no risk, uh, obviously a deal. This guy hasn't pitched what four years. Yeah. What I think he's got like seven two thirds innings over the last four seasons or so. Um, hey, look, it, it can't hurt anything. And, you know, we we've seen uh, stranger things happen. This is not necessarily looking at you know the potential open spots in the bullpen. There aren't a lot, mm-hmm. but at the same time, hey, that that you know. He's he's chosen probably to come to a team where where he he, he understands that Rick Cranitz and, and, and Sal Fasano and the catchers and, you know they they have all done uh, great work with uh, the analytics department with with some of the pitchers that have come here. Um, it won't hurt him. Hey, even even if he doesn't make the Braves team, well you know however well he pitches in spring training, uh, could give him a shot to to land somewhere else. So um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be fun to, to see what he has left. Um, and, uh, yeah, it certainly will be a story that we will all follow throughout spring training. No question. Every year, Bo, it seems like there's just one or two guys that come down there and just light the world on fire. And I'm curious, you've done this long enough, how closely and how much attention do you put on like we, you've seen guys in spring training that have looked like Ted Williams you've seen relievers that have looked like I mean you know Mariano Rivera they make the team and it, it doesn't work out how much emphasis and how much thought do you put into that or or do you have to sort of look at this and take a step back and, and sort of evaluate what you see versus what kind of competition they're taking on in some of these games yeah I mean it's, it's tough you know you you want to get excited about a spring training I, mean, I guess my my very first spring training was I, I was introduced to this, you know, it was I don't, whatever, I think it was 2001, if not, it was 2002, but whatever, it was Travis Wilson, uh, this kid from New Zealand. He was coming up through the ranks with, uh, he was a little bit older than Adam LaRoche, but, uh, you know, Kelly Johnson, some of those guys, they were similar age. And and all of a sudden, he's hitting like 400 entering the final week. <laughs> I think he ended up at 350 or something like that. And you're like, you know, being a young guy around the game, you're saying, "How can he not make the team?" And he he probably he might have had Greg Maddox not stubbed his toe, and they had to make a roster move, <laughs> uh, basically to bring up an extra reliever or something. For some reason, Travis didn't make it, and then all, you never heard from him again. It was, um, yes, yeah, those stories are are there. We we saw uh, Eli White have a great spring last year. Uh, we we didn't see him. You know, that didn't equate to uh, much during the season. But at the same time, you know what? Um, Hilliard came in. What was J- Hilliard's name last Sam year? Hilliard. Uh, Sam Hilliard. Yeah. Sam. Sam Hilliard came in last year, and, and you, you you got a sense of who he was. Maybe, maybe that competition. You, you did see maybe that Sam Hilliard versus, 
Eli White. Um, at the same time, sometimes you go into camp and you're looking for a right-handed bat. And even if that left-handed bat, you know, a forest wall comes in there this year and he has a great camp, you say, why can't he make the team? You go, oh, I've already got a left-handed hitter in Kalanick and I already have one in Harris. You know, do I want a right-handed hitting outfielder? Uh, that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's, you know, it's fun. It, these are great storylines, but it's just like you like you pointed out. It results aren't really the only thing that matters right. uh, when determining you know who's going to be on that opening day roster. And obviously, minor league options, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, contract, you know, contractual type details. Uh, they also influence who's going to be on that roster. No doubt about it. Another minute or two with our buddy Mark Bowman. He's joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Final week before Braves head down to spring training. Another truck left yesterday. Uh, Bo, let me ask you this because really, I guess it's a it's a good problem to have. You really don't have a lot of openings on this roster. Really, you're looking at the fifth starter, and there's going to be a number of guys competing for that spot. When you look at it, though, on the surface, I know Bryce Elder was an All Star last year. He ran out of gas. We saw Darius Vines. We saw saw Alan Winans, Hurston Waldrop's name's been thrown out there. It feels like that is the one major main storyline you guys are all going to be uh, focusing on over the next uh, month and a half, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. I, I guess I'd, you know, right now, you know, if I was a betting man. <clears throat> um, <laughs> if? But, you know, if, <laughs> if, you know. But if, if you know, if I was willing to, you know, I, I would say that Bryce Elder is the kind of – is going to be that fifth guy. Yeah, I, I just I, – I, he would really have to have a horrible camp to not be that, that fifth starter. And that's going to be um, – but at the same time, this makes perfect sense. You don't just give any pitcher. I don't care who he is. Um, you know, the, the, even the, the best of the best. I guess Spencer Strider didn't have to do it after his first year. But you, anyone in Bryce Elder status, you know, you, you could say hey, he's an all-star. Oh, he's much better than all the other candidates. Da, 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 da. Doesn't matter. He still has to come in there and win a job because that's just part of the process of, you know, maturing as a big leaguer. Uh, you know, you have to to win a spot, earn a spot, and then keep it for many years to come. Um, you know, that one, it, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to see who is that backup outfielder. You know, who who are you going to – you know, Eli White is a right-handed hitting guy. There's Jordan Luplow, Luplow or Luplow, whatever. Um bringing him into camp again as a non-roster invitee. You know, do you go with those guys? I thought, obviously, Kevin Pillar was going to be the perfect fit. Now he's with the White Sox. Um, but, um, and then my other thing is I want to take a look at, um, you know, Fletcher and Guillerme. Um, see, you're the radio guys. You need to, all we have to do is spell them right. That's you better be able to pronounce them. That's right. <laughs> you know, anyhow, he, he, I want to see, you know, how those guys play defensively because, you know, it's it's that's a key spot. We can sit yeah. here and laugh and say, oh, the Braves don't play their backup infielders anyhow, all that kind of stuff. Look, if one of those guys gets hurt, you're going to realize how valuable that spot is. You know, even just having Grissom for those two weeks for Arcia last week, two or three weeks for Arcia last week or last year, and, um, you know, anybody for, for Ozzy, you want to be able to, to make sure you have – um, you know, that solid back up there. So so who who can play those positions? Uh, I, I guess the bench spots are going to be very interesting. Who's going to be your backup outfielder and who's going to be your backup infielder? Because, you know, you've been around the game long enough, Kev, you know that somewhere between 
and probably in April or May, you'll be saying, I, you know, how valuable that guy is yeah. or that person is. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you can find that out pretty quickly. Ver- versatility, too, I think is is important, right? When you when you talk about guys that can play just about anywhere in the infield, you throw them in the outfield. Uh, these guys, again, they're, they're not going to use their bench a whole lot, but it feels like those guys that come to camp with three, four, five gloves in their locker sometimes have the inside track, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Versatility is, is king, and I think that's uh... – you know, it's not a storyline that's going to be there in big league camp. It's, you know, just because you mentioned it, you know, we're all going to be pulling for Charlie Culberson and seeing where where his journey leads him, you know. Yeah. He, if, if uh, he, you know, the odds are against him, maybe, you know, or he's facing long odds, but at the same time, uh, Charlie's an easy guy to root for. And if he can uh, he can go ahead and improve, he can get some outs at the big league level, that'd be a great story as well. Well, Mark Bowman, it's always a pleasure, my friend. I know you got uh, some honeydew list things to knock out. You got some packing to do. I know the gas station sushi and cheesecake is awaiting your arrival. So uh, enjoy your time down there in Northport and uh, say hi to all the fine folks there at Cool Today Park for us. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, there's Mark Bowman. We'll check in with him throughout the course of spring training as well. Again, you can follow him on social media at MLB Bowman. Also, you can read him on Braves.com and MLB.com as well. When we return, we'll see what's coming up on the Chuck and Chernoff show, and we'll close things up next as we continue on your home of the Braves, the Fan 680 at 93.7 FM. This is the Braves Clubhouse Report, exclusively on 680 The Fan. Some choices are complicated, like do I get peanuts or popcorn? Thankfully, others are much simpler, like rooting for the Braves. And choosing Truest One Checking. No overdraft fees, lots of perks you can cheer for, and when your account balances grow, you get upgraded automatically. Oh, and with more than 130 Atlanta branches, you can add convenience to the list of perks too. Truest One Checking. One simple choice. Brands count as of May 31st, 2023. Atlanta Metro Area, Truist Bank member FDIC. Cold months in the South mean that rodents, critters, and pests are trying to find a way into your warm house. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home pest-free inside and out. Arrow protects homes and businesses and is the official pest control provider of Truist Park and the Braves. So you know you're getting the best from the best. To set up a free pest inspection, call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. The 2 p.m. hour is brought to you by Southern Exteriors, the Southeast's premier home exterior solution. Quality and precision you can rely on for over 20 years. Visit southernexteriors.co. You're listening to the Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators, exclusively on Atlanta's sports station, the home of the Braves, the fan. Final segment on this week's show. Final segment of the offseason. That's right. Braves headed down to spring training next week. And, of course, we'll have you covered. And I know Nick and Chris will be down there in a couple of weeks. They'll have some interviews. They'll tell you everything going on with the Braves as they enter season number five of spring training in Northport, Florida. As Bowman was alluding to earlier, travel so much better than it was before. You've got uh, uh, four teams, three or four teams in the Tampa area, which is about an hour and a half north. Uh, You've got Sarasota and Bradenton about 45 minutes to the north, Fort Myers just to the south. So, a lot less travel for the Braves, a lot more time on the practice field. And that was certainly a big reason why they wanted to head to the uh, Sarasota County area. When the Braves do report to Northport, they're certainly going to be well represented on MLB Network's top 10 players right now at every position. They wrapped this up the other day. And how about Austin Riley taking down the number one spot as far as the uh, top 10 third baseman in Major League Baseball right now? He was third a year ago. He ends up number one ahead of Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, and Alex 
Alex Bregman, pretty good company. At Austin Riley finds himself in. Obviously, offensively, his numbers speak for himself, but he has told me over the last couple of years, defensively is where he wanted to improve and become a better all-around player, and he has certainly done that here over the last couple of seasons. Center fielders, how about Michael Harris II? He ranked fifth, and he's in some pretty good company as well. You've got Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, Luis Robert, Mike Trout, and Michael Harris II rounding out your top five. As far as the left fielders are concerned, Braves not uh, coming in on that list, but I do think Jared Kelnick has a chance to really surprise some people this year. We know Matt Olson finished third behind Freddie Freeman and Bryce Harper among first basemen. The one that we are still a little chapped about is the one that I asked Ozzy Albies about at Braves Fest a week and a half ago. Not finishing in the top ten as far as second basemen are concerned in Major League Baseball, are you kidding me, MLB Network? Range. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was a little ridiculous to me. I, I demand a recount on that one. Ronald Acuna Jr. running away and hiding with the right field position. He led uh, Kyle Tucker, Juan Soto, Corbin Carroll, the rookie of the year, and Fernando Tatis Jr. as far as right fielders are concerned. Uh, shortstops, uh, Corey Seager uh, took home that honor at the top spot there. And uh, catchers, how about Sean Murphy going into year number two? You heard Snit talk about it earlier in the program. Really excited to see what Murph can do building on his first All-Star appearance last year. Murph finishes third behind Adley Rutschman and Will Smith. That's uh, really, really good company. Adley Rutschman, if you have not watched him with the Baltimore Orioles, and he's got a new battery mate now with Corbin Burns going over there as well. Two of the top ten starting pitchers wearing a Braves uniform this season. you got Spencer Strider at number seven, Max Freed at number nine. There's some really good names on that list, including Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Zach Gallen, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell, and others. Snell still looking for a home uh, on that list, and we'll see where he does end up as things go along. Well, that's going to do it for us here this week. we got Chuck and Chernoff coming up on the other side. They're going to take you the rest of the way. As always, big thanks to our buddy Mark Bowman for checking in from MLB.com and Braves.com as well. Don't forget, follow him at MLB Bowman on social media. And, of course, we'll check in with him. We'll hear from Ben Ingram. We'll hear from others who will be down with the Braves throughout their stay in Northport, Florida. We'll get to that plus a whole lot more as spring training. Next time we get together next week, spring training will officially be underway and the watch will be on for the fifth spot in the rotation. I do think Bowman's on to something there with Bryce Elder having the inside track on that fifth spot to start the year. And of course, uh, we'll see what they do as far as a backup outfielder is concerned as well. And I'm sure Chuck and Chernoff will talk more about that as well. That's going to do it for us. Again, big thanks to Bowman. Big thanks to Brian Snitker. And big thanks to you for tuning in. And we'll see you again next Wednesday on another off-season edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report here on The Fan. Thanks for joining us for the latest on your Atlanta Braves on WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickie Broadcasting Station. Join the fan every Wednesday at 2 p.m. for all the latest news on your Atlanta Braves. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 